Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome to For God So Loved the Mom, a podcast for all things mom life, growing in your faith, and raising the next generation of Jesus warriors. I'm your host, Casey Prouty. I'm a full-time working mom and fellow kingdom warrior, and I am so excited to be here with you. So grab your coffee or your wine and get comfy as we talk about this beautifully chaotic journey that we call motherhood. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of For God So Love the Mom. Now that we're back from our hiatus that wasn't supposed to be quite as long as it was, you can hear all about that in the previous episode. Uh, but today I wanted to talk to you about uh, comparison. <clears throat> we all do it, especially as moms. Um, I don't really know a mom that isn't guilty of it at some point or another, even if we don't intend it or recognize it. Um, with the ease of social media currently, um, comparison is easier today than it ever has been. Um, I always thought that when I became a mom, I was going to be the Pinterest mom. You all know her. You've seen her. If you're like me, you probably loathe her at this point. She's the cute homemade cupcakes for class and the custom cookies for the basketball team and the handmade gifts for family and the arts and crafts and the family game nights, the play dates. But I am not that mom. I'm not even close. I am the mom that forgets about the class parties and the dress-up days. I'm the mom that is always exhausted and goes to bed shortly after Wyatt does. And he's in bed at 7.30. I'm the mom who yells and loses her temper at the drop of a hat and sometimes too easy. I am the literal opposite of a Pinterest mom. I am not her. Not going to be her. Wyatt is six now. I have accepted that. How many friends and followers do you have on Facebook on Instagram, on TikTok, how many people do you follow and follow you back? How many times have we said, how do they do that? How does she have time to do all of that? Why can't I get my life together? But the truth is, is that we're only looking at a small piece of their lives. Social media has conditioned us to post our highlights. Um, And not put your failures out there for everybody to see. And again, with social media, as easy as it is today, it takes 
nothing to snap a picture and put it on every platform that you have. We are getting everybody's highlight reel. We are seeing the pieces that they want us to see. And we know this. We all know this. But somehow we all still seem to choose to look over that. We see the happy, lovey-dovey couple. And we want what they have. Have you ever seen somebody's relationship on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere else that you can look at it? And said, I wish my husband would do something like that for me. I wish my boyfriend would bring me flowers. I wish my boyfriend would propose. We see that part. But we don't see the arguments and the disagreements and the fights and the normal couple stuff that goes into that relationship. We see the kids content and smiling and getting along and sitting quietly and playing their tablet or playing their game or reading a book. But we don't see the tantrums or the tears or the bad days or the days that they just choose not to listen to a soul. Comparison is the thief of our joy, mama. Let's think about it. There are two women in my life that I love absolutely dearly. And they are my sister-in-law, Mindy, and my best friend, Amber. Now, I use these two beautiful women as examples, and I'll tell you why. So my best friend Amber has two girls, roughly six years apart, I believe. Her youngest is a week older than Wyatt. I actually have pictures of me in the hospital with my pregnant belly when I went to see her the week before with baby Jill in my arms sitting on my belly of Wyatt. (laughs) She also has an older, now preteen, bless her heart, and I've always told her she has many messages in her inbox and every other platform of DMs that she could have, and at some point or another, I have always told her, if I could be half of the mom you are, I would consider myself successful. Because before I had my first and she had her second, right there together, we were pregnant together. I was so grateful to be pregnant with my best friend and with somebody who had done this before and with somebody that I could text and ask some of the dumbest questions for her to tell me, you're fine, it's normal, it's okay. I was so glad it was her. And I spent a lot of my pregnancy and time leading up to having Wyatt comparing myself to her. She's just a few years older than me. 
And so I kind of based my timeline on her timeline. But she got married well before I did. You know, she had, you know, her first one, you know, years before the second one came along. And I had only been married for three and a half months when I found out I was pregnant with Wyatt. But even with her oldest, I watched her many times, many days I was over there. And I watched how she was a mom and how she raised her her daughter, only one of them at the time. And, you know, we, we exchanged stories about you know, as she was growing up and, you know, kids say the darndest things and, you know, both of us would be, my mama never would have put up with that. And she would say the same thing. And I'm not putting up with that either. And this and that, and this and that. Essentially comparing ourselves to our, our own mothers at that point. And I just always kept saying, I want to be a mom like her. She was the work full time, worked until she had the baby went back to work, got off work, you know, picked the kids up, came home, did dinner, did baths, then did her own laundry. She had, you know, she didn't go to bed at the earliest of hours. She's always been like that for as long as I've known her. But she was very productive with her time. And I always remember thinking, man, she's got her stuff together. I want to be a mom like that. This girl is rolling with this like she's been doing it for 20 years. I hope I'm a mom like that. And I was always told, you just kind of figure it out. I did not know that you just kind of figure it out entailed doing things completely different than anybody else. You can take all the notes you want. You can say you're going to do something Or you're going to do something a certain way. Or you're not going to do something. Or my kid's not going to have that. Or my kid will have this. or. And let me tell you, every single plan I think that I ever said and told my parents and my husband that I was going to do. Or I'm not going to tolerate that. Or I'm not going to put up with that. Or my kid's not going to do that. Let me tell you, God has a real good sense of humor. Because this beautiful, golden-hearted, red-headed boy of mine is everything opposite, I think, of what I said I was going to do. And he pushes every single button of mine, buttons that I didn't even know I had as a mom, buttons that I didn't think were going to bother me, buttons that I never thought he would ever even try to push. Things come out of his mouth that I'm like, excuse you? The other one I mentioned is my sister-in-law. Mindy is one of the rock star moms that I wish I could be more like. And yes, I know we're talking about comparison. And yes, I know that we're talking about how we really shouldn't compare ourselves to others. But y'all, this girl, I still don't know how her and my brother do it. They both work full-time. They both work 10-hour days. My nephew's in, in kindergarten this year. My niece is four. 
and they go to work and they pick up the kids from school and they go home and they cook dinner and they do baths and, you know, they do homework and they do, you know, this and that and whatever. And the kids go outside and play and then they get baths and bedtime and, you know, they're in bed at a semi-decent hour because they both have to get up at the crack of dawn in the morning. And I'm just like, y'all make me feel like a 20-year-old who can't get her stuff together. Because I look around at my life and sometimes the realization of the fact that I am 36 with a six-year-old who had to move back into her parents' house. And yes, before y'all come for me, I am grateful to my parents. I am so grateful I had a place to go when my entire life flipped upside down and the world as I knew it crashed in front of me. But at 36, with a child of your own, it's kind of a blow to the ego. And that's how I felt. That was my own personal journey. So I look at my brother and my sister-in-law who are, you know, two and three years younger than I am. I look at my best friend who is a few years older than I am. And I got to a point where, and still do a lot of days, where I feel like I'm kind of just standing in the middle, spinning in circles. Why it pushes me so much, and there are times that I didn't even realize that my six-year-old could make me cry, a grown woman who's supposed to be his mom, my six-year-old can make me cry. I did not know how frequently I would know what being frustrated to tears felt like. I didn't know, and nor did I ever think, that my kid would have an attitude like a, a preteen boy when he was six. And I know that I'm mom, and I know that I am the safe place, and I know that Kids tend to push their moms the worst because mom is that safe place. And I know that kids have bad days just like adults do, and they are entitled to those. But when I tell you that my kid is not going to stomp his feet and yell at me and think that that's okay, he's not going to call me bruh and think that that's okay. And his thing right now is making me tell him 8 and 10 and 12 times to either do something or not do something. And it's a really trying time for me, and it has really taken a toll on my brain. And has proven to be one of the most exhausting phases of his life I've been through. He was such a laid-back, chill baby. I tell people this all the time. My mom even kept him some when he, you know, was tiny, was a tiny baby. And, you know, he stayed at home with my mom or his dad every day until he was like three and a half, I think, is when he went to daycare and he was laid back and he was chill and he was sweet and he just he didn't care that I mean he never threw a tantrum I mean it was just smooth sailing and then we got into we got through the threes and that was an adjustment because he started daycare and then we got into the fours and he was in pre-k and then we got into the fives, and then we got, you know, he turned six, and he's in kindergarten. And I tell y'all, my six-year-old whines 
more at six than he ever did at, you know, two and three. And I look at these beautiful women that are in my life and I catch myself asking my mom multiple times, was I like this? Did I do this? Did I do that? Did, did Cody do this? Because I'm still trying, because he is my first and my only, I'm still trying to figure out what actually is normal and what is not. And I know what's not normal is looking at these other moms who are rock stars and trying to do things like them and trying to be like them and trying to, you know, get myself in order like I feel like they are. But the truth is, is that I know for a fact, both of them have overwhelming days too, where they want to pull their hair out and they're exhausted and they're just over it. We're reaching for unrealistic goals here. I love my best friend. I love my mom. I love my sister-in-law. All of these women who are moms in my life, I love them all. And I am one of their biggest cheerleaders ever. And I will always be there to cheer them on and straighten their crown whenever their hobo hair tries to knock it off. But the reality of it is, is I will never be them. My circumstances are not theirs. My path is not theirs. Theirs is not mine. We're both, I say both, we're all in the same stage of life. My nephew is six months younger than my son. My best friend's daughter is a, a week older than my son. So they're, you know, they're all the same age. We're all in the same stage of life at some point with these kids but we all didn't get here the same way and we're not going to all go the same way and when we reach for those goals and we don't get to where we're going it brings us these feelings of disappointment and we start telling ourselves that we're not good enough because we're not like she is Every time we sit down and we scroll Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, we are consuming others' lives. We forget our own successes. We watch others succeed and begin to feel like our wins are no longer valid. They're not good enough. They're not big enough. We diminish the things that we have done and congratulate others on what they're doing. We compare our own every day to others' highlight reel. And we can't do that. Because we're not seeing what they go through every day. We're not seeing the arguments or the tantrums or the accidents or the, any of that. We go through our own struggles, routines, parenting, working. We know what we're dealing with every minute of every day. We forget that others are dealing with the same and or worse, some better, every minute of every day. We get home, we get two seconds maybe to sit down by ourselves as moms that's probably in the bathroom. 
And the first thing that we do is start to scroll. But we don't really know the stories behind any of these pictures we see. That girl who got flowers from her boyfriend, was she crying 10 minutes before she took that smiling selfie that says, my boyfriend is better than yours? Were they, I'm sorry, flowers? Were they, I want you back, flowers? Or were they just because flowers? We don't know. We just know she got flowers from her significant other. We only know what she puts out there. And what she puts out there might not be the truth either. We all know that stories are embellished or changed to fit the narrative that we want others to have. So if she wanted everybody to to think and know that she had a healthy relationship and she's very happy and her boyfriend sent her flowers at work because he just wanted to and he's the best, that is what is going to be put in front of you. But unless you were there to see the every day that is behind it, we don't know. We see the cute cupcakes and the gift bags for the class party. But we don't see the mom that's going to the store after the kids are in bed because she forgot and not going to bed until after midnight to make sure that they're done. We see the highlight. We see the finale. We don't see the work, the stress, the overwhelm, the disappointment. So we start to compare ourselves to somebody else's highlight reel. And then we convince ourselves that we're not good enough. And telling yourself that you're not good enough is basically telling God that he did a bad job when he made you. Hear what I'm telling you. I'll say it again. Telling yourself that you're not good enough is telling God that he did a bad job when he made you. So if he was standing in front of you right now in your overwhelm and your stress, would you look at him and say, you didn't make me right. You did a bad job when you made me. And he would say, no, I made you perfect in my image. There are so many outlets and social media platforms readily available at our fingertips. Even our children. Younger and younger and younger and younger kids are getting tablets and phones and things that have access to all of these things that we have as adults. And with technology the way it is today, younger and younger generations have access to those outlets and platforms and information and stories. 
our days and our free time, no matter how little or how much we get, are now consumed with watching others' lives instead of celebrating our own. Don't let comparison to what is presented to you steal your joy. Scroll through your own days, your own life, your own successes, and even the small ones, and celebrate them. Remind yourself that you are doing a great job. If you struggle with depression and it's hard for you to get out of bed most days, and today you got up and got dressed, mama, celebrate. If you got a promotion at work, celebrate. If you ask your kid to do something and they use their manners and did it the first time you asked, celebrate and then come teach me your ways. I'm not telling you not to celebrate others' wins. Always celebrate others' wins. Be their cheerleader. Let them know that they are good enough too. But don't be disappointed that those are not your wins. Their situation and circumstances are completely different than yours. Your stories are different. Your paths are different. And you cannot compare chapter 3 of your life to chapter 10 of someone else's. God only made one you. He laid out a path for only you. And he has already been where we're going. So don't let someone else's path make you disappointed in your own. And don't try to step off your path to try to get on someone else's. God made you perfect in his image. And he already knows where you're going because he's already been there. And he is waiting for you at the finish line so that he can tell you, well done. You are amazing, beautiful, kind, hardworking, and you are doing the best that you can with what you are given in the situation you are in. Celebrate and love yourself, mama. You are doing a great job. Hey guys, it's Wyatt. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Hey mama. Real quick before you go, make sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a comment. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll come back for another episode of For God So Loved the Mom.